From the EVKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Angry and Negative Show with your hosts, Angry Jim and Negative Dan. Okay, everybody, it is The Angry and Negative Show here. We'll be on the Brotherly Pod channel tonight. If you are missing the Angry Negative show on a regular basis, be sure to subscribe to our new individual platforms. Uh, the links are on the Twitter page, at Angry Negative. You can also just search us on your favorite platform, the Angry Negative show. And we should be there. Subscribe so you do not miss a future episode. I know we are not on a couple platforms. I am working on it. I do apologize. The hosting site has been atrocious in getting this shit distributed. But we are in the works of that, so don't worry, everybody. It'll be out soon. But until then, we'll be uh, bouncing back on Brotherly Pod here tonight. So Jimmy is here, as always. And What's our- up? Yeah. And... Uh- <laughs> And our new recurring co-host here, uh, Nick Costa, is joining us again. Nick, how's it going? Good evening, boys. Happy to be on once again. I like how you don't ask me what's going on ever since Nick started coming on. You just say, oh, Jim's here. Hey, what's up, Nick? You've been usurped. Yeah, anyone else Anyone else notice that listening? <laughs> I, I have skipped over you the past couple weeks. Uh, that's all right. wasn't really on I don't purpose. take offense. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. i'm just kidding let's move on well this is our mid-season episode even though mid-season was a couple weeks ago it's our first time to kind of catch up here and do some reviews and some previews of the rest of the season jim and i did an episode it was anger negative show 22 uh which was right before the season started we did some predictions and uh, needless to say, <laughs> we predicted the Stanley Cup, all the individual uh, uh, NHL awards, and then what the playoff picture would look like. And just a quick run through of this. Uh, Jim predicted Leafs will win the Stanley Cup. I predicted the Panthers. Panthers. The Leafs aren't even in the playoffs, Jim! Yeah, but they're, they're better locked to make the playoffs than the Panthers. Not if they're not in the fucking picture. The Panthers are ahead of them in their own goddamn division they're going through a slump they just yes. fired their coach they'll be back they'll be like the blues from last year the heart trophy jim had a mitch marner winning i had kucherov i'm pretty sure it's going to be mcdavid's at the end of the year i have no idea We're, who's actually leading the league in points at the moment probably should have done a little bit of research but nah it's mcdavid i'm almost positive it has to be i don't think anybody's even close uh yeah. norris we both had sam moran <laughs> I didn't pick Sam Moran. You actually didn't pick anybody. You just agreed with me that Sam Moran is great. So I, that, that, that's your pick as well. Um, I, I don't think he's going to win the Norris, unfortunately, but he may win the Bill Masterson, just being the, you know, the the hero that he is. But uh, the Vesna Trophy, Jim had Frederick Anderson. <laughs> My pick was not any better at Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> to be fair, I was going to pick John Gibson, and then I said, well, they're not going to give it to a losing team like Anaheim. So, you know, I gave it to the Panthers, who are going to win the Cup this year. The Calder Trophy, we both had Kale McCarr, which seems pretty spot on at this point. The Jack Adams, Jim gave to Olivier, which 
may or may not happen. I have no idea. It's probably going to be John Tortorella if the uh, Blue Jackets make the playoffs. Uh, I gave it to Dave Hackstool. Oh, my God. With the reason being, and I went back and listened to this, I predicted that Mike Babcock was going to get fired halfway through the season and they were going to promote Dave Hackstool to head coach, and he was going to win just because he's a fucking former flyer, and of course he's going to win. But uh, he, to be fair, Mike Babcock was fired, but Dave Hackstool did not take over, so that, that vote is kind of uh, irrelevant at this point. And well, Let me just say this, because I forgot about that. You jinxed my goddamn picks. You jinxed it. You jinxed my Leaf pick by doing that. Well, they weren't going to win with my Babcock, Jim. Because how are they going to win the Stanley Cup if they fire their coach and, and win with Dave Hackstall? You jinxed it. But they didn't sign Dave Hackstall. They didn't promote him. They promoted the, the Queef guy. Everything, all your prophecy came true and, and made us both wrong. Yeah, well, that's what I do best. <laughs> and our points the Flyers will finish the season with. Jim at 102. I predicted 93. Right now, it seems like they're on pace to land somewhere in between those numbers. I think 93 will probably be a little low. I think well, they're, what, 60 right now? Yep. So yeah. probably somewhere in between is my guess. I don't think they're going to break the 100-point mark. Probably, uh, I think they'll probably hit 102. You you originally predicted 164, if we're being <laughs> And I was like, well... That was they irrelevant. Lost a uh, three they only lost 17 times in regulation so far, so I'm close. The playoff picture just reads as follows. Uh, the Western uh, Western Conference was Jim's pick were the Avalanche, St. Louis, Nashville, Vegas, San Jose, Calgary, and then the wild cards were Chicago and Dallas. My picks were uh, San Jose, Calgary, Vegas, St. Louis, Dallas, Nashville, and then Vancouver and Colorado were the picks there. So We should stop doing this because it just – this like that that whole conference is fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, we both had San Jose doing good this year and Vegas and Nashville fire actually happened. That. Half those teams fired their goddamn coach. The East, Jim had Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Washington, Philadelphia, Carolina, and then Florida and Pittsburgh as the wild cards. I had Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh, New York Rangers, Florida, and the Flyers in the second wild card spot. You drank the juice, didn't you? I did, yeah. At least I put the fucking devils up there. I think I may have hit the nail right on the head, didn't I? Uh, Or, or the Blue you're, Jackets you're in the last You're actually pretty close. With, uh, you had Washington, Philadelphia, Carolina, Florida, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh's up there. So swap Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and you're actually pretty close. I think the Islanders are up there, actually, in Carolina. Ah, shit, Carolina. I forgot about them. I Florida guess I didn't would be much of in the Atlantic third. And uh, Carolina, Pittsburgh, or Carolina, Carolina, Columbus. Carolina. Carolina. Fucking <laughs> embrace my inner hick for a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna update your cup picks, Jim? Who's winning the cup? Um, we won't go through the whole thing. Just your cup picks. Who who's your revised Stanley Cup pick? I guess it's gonna be. I think it's going to be Washington and St. Louis for the cup. And it's kind of, that's that's almost a cop out, but they are the two best teams and they're like the like the last two Stanley Cup winners and they're both dominating. So they're both built for the playoffs, so I'm going to go Washington St. Louis. Okay, who wins? I'm going to go Washington. Sadly. 
So you're giving up on the Leafs. Yeah. I'm sticking with the Panthers. See, actually, I'm seeing this through. Yeah, the Leafs are behind Nick, the Nick, who's winning the Cup this year? Oh, man. That, uh, I like that St. Louis pick because they're so good. They've only lost 11 times in regulation, and everyone's back and healthy, and they added Justin Falk. Oh, man. I'm going to go <laughs> – I don't want to pick the same team, so I will go uh, Colorado. Oof, that's a sexy pick. And I think Colorado will beat Tampa. Oof. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, it would. Daniel, are you there? Are you writing this down? I'm writing it down. Calm down. You know Boston only has two... uh, This is actually way off topic. Only two regulation home losses. Wow. What are the Flyers at? Three or four? Four. 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 Boston has nine uh, extra time losses. Overtime shootout, whatever. <coughs> now, Boston's only lost 10 times in regulation. Yeah, and then you have uh, the Capitals only 11 times regulation. Yeah, I mean... It's going to be fun, man. We'll keep these picks around here. Now, it was brought to my attention that we did not do a prediction at the beginning of the season for the Brotherly Puck Awards, which I can't believe we didn't do, but I looked, I scoured the archives today and couldn't find it. So, we're going to make our mid-season predictions now. I sent the uh, picks, the, the awards rather, to both of you, and we'll just start from the top here. Uh, the Mike Knubel Most Improved Player Award... I had uh, Travis Konechny with that one. Jim? Mm, yeah, Travis Konechny, for sure. I mean, again, I won't, I'm not going to say another one. I'll let Nick answer Nick? first. Uh, if Limblom didn't get sick, I would have picked him because he was on a pace to smash last year's record. Yes. Uh, I'd have to go as an offensive player, Konechny, defensively, Provorov, because Provorov was a mess last year. Yep. That's the other guy I was going to say. Yeah, huge bounce back here from Provorov. And what's cool, what's cool with Konechny is, you know, he, he's he been pretty good the last couple of years. But, you know, Dan, I think I mentioned on Tuesday's show, from what I saw from him Tuesday night, he is on a, a complete different level this year. He's, I think he's blossoming into a star right before our eyes, you know. Like, he's going to be something special. Only 22 years old, 43 points in 47 games. He's he's the guy making things happen. You know what I mean? If some of these other guys can find their game, a la Claude Giroux, uh, uh, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Hayes, Voracek, if those guys can get going a little bit offensively and, and keep up with Konechny, man, he could, he could really be between an 80, 90-point player quick, like quicker than I thought. Yeah, it's, if they had some actual offensive talent here to support him, he could be uh, could really be something. But they don't! Because James and Reams like sucks, but he has forty three theoretical goals by now. Oh God, <laughs> you're killing me. The Kimo Timonen MVP award. I picked Konechny for that one as well. I think he's the obvious choice at this point. Just uh, their top point getter, probably one of their most consistent scorers, and uh, just an overall badass this season. Jim. I'm gonna. I'll go. I'll go. Sean Couturier 
Only because, you know, providing that depth down the middle, I mean, him and Kevin Hayes are the two horses at center. Uh, without without Sean Couturier, I think this team uh, is in shambles defensively, really. The so old horse cock Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Does he have a horse cock? I was a Twitter thing a while back. Somebody called him a horse cock in my mentions. And... <laughs> Why? I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember what sparked that conversation, but but it happened. <laughs> I would want to know why. Horse cock. Look it up and see what that conversation was. You ever uh, watch... No, no, I won't ask. Uh, did I ask you your MVP yet? Oh, you said Kudiria, didn't you? Yeah, Nick, uh, MVP. Uh, at the midway point, Konechny, and I think uh, when the season's all done, Konechny, he's got just as many points as Coots in three less games and leads the team in goals. And for a team that can't fucking <laughs> score, that's your guy. Horsecock Hazy. Print the shirts. Let's go. See? You ever watch horse porn? Pardon me, Jim? <laughs> horse ever... porn? Yeah, have you ever watched <laughs> have you ever watched horse porn? Yes or no? Uh, no. No. <laughs> what the Jesus. fuck? The fucking question is that? Just asking. Jesus How Christ. How far are we Jim? in? This took a turn. I never said that I watched it. I was just asking. <laughs> you, you brought up horse cock. Made me think. Hayes is a horse cock. He, dicks t he dictates play when he's on the ice. Uh, so dick. Got it. Dictate horse cock. Horse porn. Whatever the fuck it is. This show's goddamn off the rails at this point. 13 <laughs> minutes in. <sighs> Next award, please. Next award. The Simone Gagne Offensive Player of the Year Award. As well, Travis connecting. <laughs> oh my god, this is. He, I'm gonna he, go he with. He pops uh, up a lot here. Are we doing whole season or last two games? <laughs> yeah, you say JVR, you're you're fired, Jim. <laughs> I'll uh, let me see. Offensive player of the year award here. Yeah, I'll go uh, Travis Connecty. Nick, I will also uh, agree with the both of you. It's it's obvious. Yeah. I don't think it's close to this point. The Samuel Moran <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year Award. I gave it to Matt Niskanen. I think he's been great on his own. I think he has helped reinvigorate Ivan Provorov. I think he's brought a lot to the team in both senses as a veteran presence. A legitimate veteran presence, not Andrew McDonald bullshit. This is a guy that's you know been in the playoffs with Pittsburgh and the Capitals. He's, he has a cup under his belt. And he knows what he's doing. He's a great player. Brought a lot more to the team than even I thought he was going to do, and I was a big fan of the trade at the time. So I, I, it's, it's Matt Niskanen for his contributions to both himself and Ivan Provorov. Um, yeah, so you could say Matt Niskanen for sure, and then but I'll go Justin Braun because I think he's bringing a lot. He's eating up a lot of those tough minutes, uh, the same way Niskanen is. Uh, but just just to have some variety here, I'll go Justin Braun. I think he brings a lot to the table that. You know, watching a game on TV, you may not see, but if, if you're, you're at the games live, if you kind of watch him while he's out on the ice, he, he does a, a lot um, that, that goes unnoticed. And he's underappreciated, I think, so I'll go Justin Braun. Nick? Those are both solid picks. Uh, Braun and Niskanen are definitely upgrades over Gudis and McDonald, and I think it shows compared to you compared to last year's record to this year's record, it's night and day. But uh, I'm going to go with Provorov because he's also the uh, highest scoring defenseman on the team as well. Poll question, Daniel. 
poll question? Yeah, let the fans decide because we're in a three-way tie. All right, I'll put it up. Provorov, Niskanen, Brawny. I'm definitely going to lose that, so it's going to be between Niskanen and Provorov. Brotherly pod. Paul. Can you edit this part? Like, shorten it up a little bit? Oh, fuck off, Jim. Because <laughs> I feel like it was just a, like a lot of like nothing right there. Do you have a time if... code for me? No? Shut the yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop it. 16, Count the code now. Where are we? Hey, we're at 2805. Just go back to like 2740. 1658, Jim. All right. How do, how do you see 16? Because I have the fucking timer on over here! <laughs> <laughs> then how could I stop it? How could I find the number? Pulls up on Brotherly Pot. The recorder! I When I hit the recorder is the time of the show, not how long we've been talking! <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Now we're wasting even more time. Daniel. Now it's a skit. Now we have to leave it in. I don't want to hear it. It's on Brotherly Pod. Retweet the fucking thing so we can get a good answer here. Huh? Next award. Next award. What the fuck? Now I'm all in a tizzy. The Steve Mason Goaltender of the Year Award. I mean, this one is pretty obvious. Carter Hart when he's at home. Because fuck this Carter away. Carter Hart when he's away bullshit. The home version of Carter Hart. <laughs> Just half of Carter Hart. Yes. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, the obvious choice is Alex Lyon. No, it's uh, Carter Hart. You're fired. <laughs> the Richards Carter Duo of the Year Award. Going to give that to Couturier and Travis Connect. Duo of the Year? Yes. I'll go... Uh... I'm not going to go Couturier, Konechny. Nick, you go first. I'm drawing were, blank. That was I wrote down two of them. I wrote Provorov, Niskanen. There you go. And uh, G, G and Konechny, uh, Drew and Konechny have been really good lately since uh, Limblom went out and they had been playing musical chairs. But you know what? I'll go Provorov, Niskanen. It's a pretty good uh, top pair. I'll go Vigneault and Fletcher. Get the hell out. <laughs> I win no matter what because those guys picked all your players. So, Vino and Fletcher is my duo. Hmm. The Eric Desjardins Unsung Hero Award. I'm giving that one to Matt Niskanen as well. I think he has done a lot for this team that uh, that uh, you know it doesn't necessarily come up on the score sheet. Again, helping Provorov rebound, I think, has been a big key to uh, why they brought Niskanen in, and the whole veteran presence thing, I think, goes a long way as well. Yeah, I think that's a good one because Limblom. I mean, I'm sorry, Niskanen doesn't really get talked about at all. You know, I think Braun right. comes up yeah. a lot because people are like, oh, he's underappreciated, blah, blah, blah. So he gets talked about. Niskanen doesn't really get talked about either way. So that's a good choice. I had three names written down. I have Hayes, Niskanen, or even Haig. Hayes would have been my secondary pick as well. I think he did a good job, especially the beginning of the season, uh, bridging the gap with uh, leaving Yo and the rest of the team. So he would have been my, my secondary pick. And uh, the Wayne Simmons Leadership Award goes to none other than Chris Stewart. <laughs> Dude, that was the Leadership Award? I'm sorry, I'm reading Frank's tweet on your poll here. Oh, Christ, what the fuck could Frank possibly have to say on my poll? Don't talk about my poll in public! I'll read it, I'll read it. Is this a serious poll? Whoever voted Niskin needs their head examined. Frank! <laughs> You bastard! 
<laughs> he's been really good some nights, but he's been really bad a lot I of nights said too. Niskanen. <laughs> That's Fuck really fun. You. <laughs> Actually, I'll answer him. Not me, Frank. Bastard. We gotta have him on one night. No, he's, he's like banned from the, the show now. He's never coming in. Yeah, I'll get him on. Did you give your fucking pick yet, Jim? Leadership. Um, leadership award. Claude. No. Um. <laughs> Kevin Hayes. Hundred percent. That's probably a good one. I have Kevin Hayes written down as well. I mean, they put a letter on his sweater right away. All that behind-the-scenes stuff you could see. He's a really outgoing guy. Probably does his best to make everybody feel welcome. Um, you guys have brought up Spitting Chuckles before. He's been on there a few times. You could tell he's really – he's a funny guy. He's friendly. He's open. He's a goofball. Breaks the ice. Breaks attention. Kevin yeah. Hayes. I th- yeah, for sure. And this locker room has lacked that, I think, for the last couple of years. So I, he was a huge addition, not only for, for his on-ice play. I mean, an example of what he can do – He's not going to score a goal every night, but he held the puck for like 20, 20 plus seconds the other night. That was uh, sick. Yeah, for me, that I got just excited over that than I would for a goal. I was like amazed by that. Uh, the locker room stuff. I mean, it, you can't you can't put a price on. You can't put. It's not an analytic stat what somebody brings to the locker room, how they make you feel when you come into the room. Uh, somebody that can lift your spirits, make you feel comfortable, get you excited to play a game. I mean. It, we see it as a game these guys play, you know, say it looks fun, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're, they're lucky. They should have, you know, and, and they are, but for these guys, 80, 82 games a year, they got to bust their ass. And some nights you might want to take off. I know for myself, I, I want to take off a night from work sometimes. And if I want to take off, I could just mail it in for a day. You know, these guys, if they mail it in for a game, you know, we're on here talking shit. So, uh, a guy like Kevin Hayes can, can make you excited to go to the rink every day. And, that's why I think he deserves a leadership award. Exactly. Cool. The Ilya Brzezgala, most quotable. Now, in the awards, it was player last year. And you can pick player if you want. But quite frankly, I'm picking Yo for this one. I think he's delivered the best quotes this year from be a fucking flyer to drinking martinis nonstop. I'm a big fan of Yo and his quotes. I think that he gets this award, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, Elaine Vigneault or has to be Kevin Hayes if not Elaine Vigneault, but I'll yeah, agree. That's true. The kind of hot. It's uh, <laughs> been up there as well, so that makes a point. I like yeah. Vigneault because he's not a um, a robot up there. You know, like 98% of these press conferences, it's everyone just regurgitating the same, like, Get pucks deep. Yeah, we have to try harder. Try I got to do better. Um, Hayes, obviously, for all the stuff we've already touched on for the last few minutes. And if I want to be uh, cynical, even though this isn't quite the angry negative, uh, Ghost saying people like him don't grow on trees. (laughs) And all the the douchebaggery that's revolved around him and his five goals and seven assists in 40 games. Can't wait to see him just shipped out the door. It's going to happen pretty soon, I think. They're Uh, winning games with that. They have shown they do not fucking need him. Goodbye. 
And if I can, real quick, I'm, I'm watching the game the other night, and I'm watching Justin Braun make these plays, keeping the puck in the zone or supporting somebody else and, you know, not making a selfish play, turning a puck over, or trying to get, you know, I don't know what Goss' Bears thinking half the time, but, you know, I'm watching him make all these safe, secure, confident plays, and I'm like, they don't need a guy like Goss' Bear to score 65 points if they have a guy like Braun doing these little things allowing other players to make plays. You don't need someone to try to do extra every shift. You know what I mean? And I think Goss's Bear is more expendable now than ever. I don't think Goss's Bear is someone that is built for the playoffs physically or mentally. No. No. They, the the quicker they can get him out, better. Yeah, he, he's been regressing. I don't want to hear anything about analytics, about shots towards the net. That's half the fucking game is just shooting the puck on net. He can't even hit the net or get his it? shots through traffic. Who was the one guy? Was it Bonneman that said something about uh, Corsi or whatever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should get some pucks towards the net. I could get my Corsi up. Yeah, something like that. Or like yeah, that Corsi was good. Was yeah, it was awesome. Next. Busy scrolling through these brotherly pod conversation here. I'm very angry at Frank. Frank's talking a lot of shit. Man. I know! Frankie. Now he's mad at you, too. No, he isn't. You need your head like... examined anyway, but that has nothing to do with this poll. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Hmm. Next. That was all of them! Oh, so then what's next on the uh, topic list Let's here? Let's talk about Gritty getting arrested. How about that? Okay, we can. Gritty we punched have... a little kid, and like six months ago he punched a little kid, and just magically comes up now. And this entire story is just batshit crazy from start to finish. This guy is is insane that they're uh, talking about. Nick, you have you know a thing or two about arresting people, right? What the what did you think of this? All, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, this seems to be more of a civil matter than anything. Um I heard on the radio today, uh, this father is alleging after this kid got punched in the back, they'd take him to the chiropractor. Um, I'm sure you've all read it and people listening, you know, the flyers have made a statement saying they've looked into the matter. And I'm sure it's my understanding that like they pretty much have someone recording gritty the whole time. So in case something like this happens, they can pull up the video and go, see, uh, didn't happen or it's not happening as he said. I'm sure this guy is looking for a payday from either the Flyers or Comcast or the Both. NHL <laughs> yeah. or the Wells Fargo Center or the dude inside Gritty Suit or Ed Snyder's Trust Fund or something. Like, I, I, It's all very fishy. It's coming out now. It's tax season. Maybe this guy's in the hole and now he's looking to uh, <laughs> get, out of that, get out of the hole. But as far as criminal charges, you I'd be very skeptical. Like, why are you waiting six months to report this? Why didn't you report this now? And, you know, if if you took this kid to the chiropractor, where are some medical records that you that substantiate what you're telling me here? So. Yeah, this was a, a very weird story. And, and the guy, <laughs> I don't know, he put it up in his Facebook picture and he was mad at the quality and it came out and it's been like six months or something. Like it was at the beginning of the season. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, this whole thing was is, is dumb and bizarre. And of course, they're trying to cancel Gritty. So Who's Our, trying to cancel Gritty? That's going to be what happens here. If something happens, kidding me? 
Gritty's going to be it. PG from now on. I would love it if, if he got canceled. They would have to focus on the on-ice product instead. Yeah, I don't I like Gritty at all. I can't stand Gritty. I'm at the game Tuesday, and there's like a hockey game going on. And, you know, all the, all the, the <laughs> you hockey... You were at the game Tuesday, and there's a hockey game going on, Jim? Yeah, huh. and and like Grady's coming out with all of his little props and like all the little all the little shits and like all the, like the little hockey moms are screaming in the corner and all that. And I'm like, God damn you people! I'm trying to watch a hockey game over here. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, it's something, man. When when he comes walking down the alley or the aisle, I should say, everyone is stopping, pointing, and taking out their phones. And all I'm thinking is, look at this fat furry asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like it. I I want it to be a hockey game. I want it to be like. Uh, I want people. I want it to be intense. I want the atmosphere to be intense. I want people to be into the game. I want it to be like emotional a little bit. You know, I don't. I don't want gritty walking around making little kids laugh. You know, making uh, animal balloons and shit like that. Uh, save that shit for the circus, dude. I don't need that at a hockey game. I don't He's like a money gritty. Grab. He is a money grab. Now there's you know. Gritty little plush toys, gritty, gritty hats, gritty shirts, gritty condoms, gritty shoes. I mean, it, it, it's one giant money grab. Gritty it's, condoms? <laughs> it's literally, oh my to me, God. Is this a thing? Uh, I just, I don't shit. What dude, happens if I Google that? Sure there is. Gritty Urban Dictionary. Condoms. Urban Dictionary. I couldn't even imagine. See what I, I, just look at it, I just look at it as a stupid PR stunt as, look at this furry guy he's goofy and they superimpose him in a bunch of beams and it and just the whole flyer social media team has just driven me crazy even before gritty trying to just because you put syrup on shit doesn't make it pancakes all right yeah i just can't stand him man he just if he was around for like a long time then it'd be cool but you know why now oh the team sucked for four years let's come up with a mascot you know, so we can get these little kids excited about the Flyers again. You know, people will buy all this shit for their kids and blah, blah, blah. You know, and the, the kids will grow up loving Gritty. And maybe they'll grow up liking the Flyers. Because you don't have any fucking uh, players that they can uh, watch. The fifth hit, when you Google search Gritty condoms, the fifth hit that comes up is the Gritty arrest story. <laughs> hmm. uh, dude, I'd be pissed That's... off. Because you know how he jumps into the crowd and like, will sit on people's laps like a la the Philly Fanatic? That's all he is, is a cheap knockoff of the Fanatic. I'd be fucking pissed. Like, get the fuck out of my way. I just paid an overpriced for this ticket, and now you're sitting on my lap blocking a view. Get the hell out of my way. And he's always throwing shit. I sound like a grumpy old man. You do. I'm, <laughs> I'm 34, not 74. I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm still just very cynical when it comes to the Flyers and seeing that jerk-off run around the stadium yeah, because Gritty. you just want to see the team win. You don't Gritty give a fuck about the mascot. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Maybe, maybe, I tell you what, maybe if the Flyers were kicking ass over the last 10 years and have had a playoff series win at least since 2012, maybe I wouldn't be so bitter and cynical. Nope. But, again, the Flyers haven't you haven't had much to be happy about the last chunk of years. And As I to, stare yeah. at my gritty bobblehead. <laughs> oh, my God. Get that out of my <laughs> face. <laughs> Christmas gift. Dan, what are you reading over there? Are you still researching gritty condoms? I'm, yeah. That could be a good promotional giveaway. Man, it's 18 and up. Oh my god, we could just give away angry negative condoms. 
<laughs> Kids still use those today, right? Uh, I would hope so. I'm using what? them. A reusable quality condom. What? What? Mm, nah. What? <laughs> what is going on? on? <laughs> nah. I feel like we had a lot more stuff here. What was it? So this the uh, this gritty arrest thing. Did you see a picture of this guy? He no. is a scary looking motherfucker. He he's looks like a wax figure. He's absolutely lying, Nick. You, you mentioned he's probably uh, in the hole with the taxes. I'm I'm thinking. <laughs> but yeah, that actually wouldn't surprise me. Where's he from? He's under some gambling debts or cat. something. He looks like a piece of shit. Yeah, well, his kid will probably turn out to be an asshole too, because assholes raise assholes. He's gonna be known as the 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 guy that canceled Gritty for the rest of his life. He's gonna have to move. <laughs> What? Items similar to Nitty Gritty's custom knitted condoms. Knitting condom, yeah. penis, sex, cock, dick, mitten, sock, scarf, phallus, schlong, prick member. What the fuck is this? I ha I what have am I doing with style. my life? Who knits a fucking condom? What do you, what, uh, what? Oh my God. I, I own a penis sock. It cups the balls as well. Nice in the winter time. <laughs> It's the uh, it's the elephant model, so it has the ears on the side and the trunk. Good. And God. Then, yeah. <laughs> what? What is? What the fuck? What is going on? It's a visual on in I didn't show? need to. <laughs> oh, well, when it gets cold, the trunk shrinks a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's been cold the last few days, hasn't it? My God. <laughs> they have uh, banana warmers. They have, have uh, Willie the Warmer. They have Rudolph. You know, you can get, you can get. Actually, you know what? Good Christmas gifts here. What's I it might like just to buy be a professional condom the tester? Huh. Cock sock. <laughs> you can buy these off eBay. Oh, Etsy. Hmm. Etsy's the fancy eBay. We're gonna lose all our audience We're... with this one. You're gonna have to do some editing, man. All about genital warts. All right, let's stop. I just, I just ate. Oh, Ur Urban Dictionary. Get off of that website. <laughs> That's the whole gimmick of this show is Urban Dictionary. Dude, I'm, I really might buy one of these Willy Warmers. Could you, could you imagine, like, just pulling down your pants and showing somebody that? I think no, I'm going to get that. <laughs> I'm going to get one for sure. A large pink condom-shaped man on a unicycle. What? What does that even I would mean? What else? We, I'm, dude, I'm like really tired, so if I'm not myself, that's why. This show is off the rails. What are we? What, what the fuck else is in the notes? You emailed me uh, about <clears throat> Coots and being a possible Selkie. Ah, that's right. The Pro Hockey Writers Association uh, has Sean Couturier leading the Selkie voting over... Patrice Bergeron and Ryan O'Reilly at the midpoint, which is shocking that they're giving that him any credit for it. I strongly disagree with that. I kind of do too, actually. Like, of all this, like, oh. in terms of Sean Couturier, like, he's been good for what, three years now? And this has been the worst of his three years lately. Like, he's a good player, but is he better than Bergeron or no. O'Reilly this season? Like, no. I don't think so. No. That yeah, Boston so. game, even though the Flyers came back, albeit with a few lucky bounces, 
um, I'm watching that game and, you know, being as cynical as I can be and <laughs> flipping out over the stupidest shit because I'm freaking out that the last 10 years something good has happened. I digress. I'm watching that game. I'm like, Bergeron is light years better than Couturier. He's not even in the same fucking conversation as Couturier. Like, been to the cup three times, won it once, puts up a shitload of points, takes care of his own end. I think he's a better penalty killer than Couturier. I mean, I think Couturier's always been kind of overrated as far as, eh, maybe, you know what, for the sake of conversation, I think Couturier's always been a little overrated defensively because is he the only penalty killer out there? No, but... Well, for <laughs> most of the past couple of years, he was pretty much the only penalty killer worth a shit. Who is his competition? Yeah. Matera? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I'm i probably off the handle a little bit because, again, I've, I've been very frustrated the last few years, but O'Reilly and Bergeron, to me, are just so much better than Couturier in their own end and in the offensive end. I still feel like Drew Couturier didn't get better until you put him with better players. That's what well, offens- offensively, yeah. Like, well, I don't sure. think Couturier will carry his line. I think he was a product of Giroux being on his wing the last two years. And maybe Giroux benefited from him, too. And uh, this year he has his, he had Limblom with him, didn't he? And then Limblom and TK were really phenomenal awesome. line until Limblom went down. I think the difference between <clears throat> Giroux and Konechny, if you put those two on one side and JVR and Katuri on the other, I feel like except for this year, Giroux and Konechny can put the puck in their own net and they can get shit done. JVR and Couturier, they need someone on the line to help them. Bergeron has 21 goals and 41 points. O'Reilly has 9 goals and 43 points. Couturier has 13 goals and 43 points. So it's a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be on that. Wow, yeah. Uh, I'll shut the fuck up. (laughs) But I think an overall term... like. I don't know. I, I, I think Couturier is overrated by some people, and I think he's underrated by others. When I think I probably reality, I underrate just, him. To be fair, like I, people, I probably underrate him. Just I don't know. I think there's the 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 group that will always never give him enough credit, and then there's the group that thinks he's the hottest shit to walk the planet. I think he's somewhere in between. I, I think he's a very good hockey player. Uh, I'm just. I think he's worthy of the top three, but I don't know if, if his overall game is better than than Bergeron or O'Reilly, and and. I don't know. I feel like we're going to catch a whole bunch of heat for that, but I, I just think it's true at this point, especially this season. Like his past two years are really good. And I don't even, I don't think Couturier is better this season than he was in the past couple of years and he didn't win then. So I don't know. I'm right. glad he finally came around. Um, it just sucks that he's already 27 now yeah. for a while there. I used to think like, wow, this fucking dude was not worth the seventh pick in the draft. But he has developed. He has shut me up because I've hated on him a lot. And, uh, again, you'd hate to see him creep into his 30s, kind of like Drew, and you'd kind of have nothing else around him. And, you know, like we said, hopefully Fletcher can assemble something. Yeah, we've rode him being young for years. Oh, he's he's only 23. He's 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 24. He's 24. Well, now he's, you know, he's uh, 20, what, seven? Seven. 27. Yeah, he just turned 27 in early December, so. Okay. Is he really 27? Holy shit. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's been around for fucking ever. 2011 he was drafted. Uh-huh. Been around for forever. So, I don't know. It's, uh, 
he's not getting any younger. And he probably still has, you know, three, four really good years left in him as a player. You know, typically 30 is the age where you start to see the uh, at least minimal decline. And, and the older you get, obviously, we were talking about this. I don't remember if it was on Angry Negative or, or Brotherly Pod. But, you know, this is a young man's league. You know, most players uh-huh. you see these days are, you know, 18, 20 years old, you know, more or less. And and once you start getting to that late 20s and early 30s, you know, you may as well be 75 years old, you know. So, it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I think his style of play works well because I don't think he, he goes out there and, and grinds most nights, not from an effort standpoint, but from his style of play standpoint. You know, I, I think that he'll be uh, maybe a little valuable a little longer. But, yeah, the the Sean Couturier youth thing uh, is starting to dry up a little bit. I still think he was, oh, he's young, he's got plenty of time. And I guess he does, but uh, it's something that should, you know, not be taken for granted too much longer. People used to, uh, when I would bash him on Facebook or Twitter, people would be like, "Ah, he shut down Malkin." I'm like, "That was four fucking years ago. He didn't." That was 2012. Yeah, and (laughs) again, now, now, like, kind of like similar to those JVR people now that kind of come out of their caves whenever uh, JVR puts the puck in the net. I always kind of get mad when JVR scores, Um, (laughs) but yeah, Couturier people were holding on to that 2012 series for a while. And for a good few years after that, I felt like he was dog shit. But he has come around. Uh, let's not waste him like uh, – I say we like I'm in the front office. Let's not waste Coots like uh, G was wasted. Yeah. Uh, checking on the poll, by the way, who is the best defenseman on the Flyers roster at the midway point? 76 votes. Provorov at uh, 69%. Braun at 3%. Niskanen at 26%. So. Yeah, but Niskanen got disqualified because Frank said he's dog well, luckily, shit. I don't give a single fuck what Frank thinks. So, can I um, bring something up real quick here, Jim? You say that one more time, you're fired. This is a podcast. <laughs> we're here to talk. You say that every episode, and it drives me nuts every single Seriously, goddamn week. Just talk. That's why. That's why I keep saying it. That's his catchphrase, man. <sighs> yeah. We need shirts. <laughs> can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah, show. yeah you know what? I was gonna rag on Bergeron a little bit here, but he scored 30 goals the last two years. But <laughs> he didn't really... Ah, shit, man. He's been pretty fucking consistent. Destroyed his own argument here. He is good. Bergeron's been good for a very long time. I was going to be like, oh, he, didn't really, he hasn't really started doing anything How since old is he? I feel like he's been and, around like my whole life at this point. Anyway, I I got he, him, he's got to be in his 30s. Right 34. Jesus. I've been playing Whoa, since... Whoa, don't say Jesus like that super old. I'm 34, buddy. Watch it. <laughs> he's been playing since 2003. So he's about as He pretty as much has been get. around pretty much my whole life. No wonder why. I was six when he debuted. Oh the only God. years he dropped oh, off is when he was six hurt. Six years old. I guess oh, I was man. seven, actually, but either way. <laughs> it's still a long, it's a long time ago. He pretty much has been around my whole life. 34 is just old as dirt. Hey! <laughs> what? What happened? Oh, you know goddamn well what happened. 34 is the new 24, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Giroux what fucking 34 feels like. Looks like he's a skeleton out there. Um, let's see here. I'll close my notes page again. Uh, oh! The upcoming schedule for the Flyers, obviously this is a big one. Uh, They have 16, well, they have 30 games left. 32 games left. 30 games left. 
32. 32. 32 games left. I'm good at math, everybody. 32 games left. To be fair, I don't have the numbers in front of me. No, 32. 32 games left, 16 of which are at home. Nice little split there. They don't have any prolonged road trips or homestands, for that matter. I'm pretty sure their longest road trip is three. Their longest home trip is three. Uh, Homestand is three, so... A whole lot of not happening here. We talked about this on uh, last night a little bit. But we'll go over it again. After the break, they come uh, come back, play Pittsburgh and Colorado in what is going to be a motherfucker of a back-to-back. And after that, they do have a nice little week. They're Detroit, New Jersey, Washington, Florida, Islanders, Florida, Tampa, Columbus, Columbus, Winnipeg, San Jose, New York Rangers. So... You get some easy games in there in Detroit, Devils, Rangers, San Jose. You get some crucial games, two against the Florida Panthers, two against the Blue Jackets. You get one that have the Islanders as well. Uh, another one that they could possibly take from Washington, who's in first place. So there's this This is a month where they do have some easy games in here where hopefully they don't fuck anything up against Detroit, <laughs> New Jersey, and such. But there are some big, meaningful games here. You know, Columbus and Flyers are going to be in a dogfight for the, the playoff spot. Florida, you know, may fall if Tampa, you know, keeps uh, trailing them. So, you know, we got all kinds of very meaningful games here in the month of February. You look a little further ahead to March. Washington, Carolina, Buffalo, Boston, Tampa, Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, Nashville, Islanders, Detroit, New Jersey. I mean, that's going to be a rough month as well. So... Luckily, their schedule, you know, wise isn't too bad in terms of games played and traveling. But, you know, their West Coast trips are all done for the most part. They do have a couple uh, uh, away games. But I don't know. They got they got rid of most of their difficult things. Their schedule's easy, but the teams they're facing are not. And a lot of them are uh, divisional games. A lot of them are conference games, which is going to make this, uh, you know, last month and a half of the season here. Uh, definitely means something. So, Jim, what do you think of the upcoming schedule here with the Flyers? I'm extremely confident in this team. Uh, to do what they've been able to do with what's happened to them this year, you know, I mean, I'll state the obvious. Lindblom has been out for over a month now, and they've kept their heads above water. I mean, Lindblom is a huge piece that is now missing from this roster. Uh, a huge top six piece. You could put him up on the first, second, third line. He's a top six player. And they're without him for the rest of the year. Uh, they've managed to go to stay 10 games above 500. Uh, within the last two weeks, they beat teams like the Capitals, Blues, Bruins, uh, the Kings, Penguins, obviously, the other night. They shut them out, shut them down. Okay? They probably played the best offensive game I've seen all year. Uh, they're doing this without 65-point score Shane Gossespierre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <they've, laughs> um, I like that quick dig. Yeah, J- JVR has been non-existent for most of the year. Uh, I think now he's scored in 10 games out of the 50 they've, uh, four, 50 they've played so far. Um, and I'm, that's not a, it's not a knock. It's just a fact. Um, I know he's been hot the last two games since playing with Konechny, and, and I like how they look. I hope that that can continue for a sustained stretch because it will end soon. But I, I hope it can go for more than a week or two this time. Um, you know, I'm pulling up next month's schedule here, but... Uh, I'm really confident uh, in Elaine Vigneault. I'm really confident in Chuck Fletcher. I mean, if we go back and look, everything that we've wanted him to do for this team, uh, aside from grabbing a a potential star player, he's done. 
He's solidified the goalie position. Uh, he's brought in some defense to shore up the defense in acquiring guys like Niskanen and and Braun. And, and he's, you know, Myers is up on the team. Um, you know, now what I expect him to do is go out and at least get a bottom six player or two, if possible. Uh, I'm not sure how he's going to do it, but I, I think he will because I think he knows this team as is, is they can't win a playoff round with this team as is. They need at least one more piece to, to have a legitimate shot, you know, because in all likelihood, uh, they will be one of the two wild card spots. I think uh, I, I agree. I think the bottom six is why their road schedule is so, or the road record is so bad. Um, I think the bottom six has been overvalued, which is what us Flyers fans tend to do. Uh, they get the last change on the road, it gets exposed, and they get dominated. Um, I'm a little skeptical until they start to turn it around on the road. Um, again, are they going to come out of the break, dragging their feet like they did on after Christmas and get boat raced by Pittsburgh? And then come home feeling sorry for themselves, worn out, and then get dominated by Colorado. I hope not. And then every game after that until uh, the three-game road trip is alternating. Home away, home away, home away. You, you can't afford really to go on any kind of losing streak anymore. They have 32 games left. You need to win 21 of them, to, I feel like, to, of those 32, to make the playoffs comfortably. Because... Like you said, that bottom six ain't that great. Um, yeah, every now and again, Albay Kubel, who's actually looked pretty awesome, he'll have a nice game, or maybe Lawton will have a couple nice games, or Pitlick. You know, they'll they'll do their role nicely, and then for some reason, when the, when the home team gets to put their guys out against them, they get killed. And yeah. Carter Hart's giving up softies on the road. Not all of them are his fault. Not not by any means. I'm not one of those Flyers fans that automatically blames the goalie no matter what happens. But I'm I'm skeptical, man. Uh, that road record, the road numbers, it's alarming. And but don't they have a really good division record though? They have a really good division record this year. Um, I think it's two regulation losses, isn't it? I remember they showed something. In between blowing Malkin and Crosby, uh, <laughs> they showed like the Flyers divisional record uh, on the NBC broadcast, and it was actually really good. But uh, they actually have a home and home with Columbus, February eighteenth and twentieth. That's a that's that's huge. Yeah, and you know what? Right before that, so from the tenth to the twenty second, I think. I mean, you could even include the the Capitals in there. That's a Saturday game. From the 8th yeah. to the 22nd is a huge stretch for this team. Uh, they have three home games in that span, and they have five away games. The five away games are against Washington uh, on the 8th, and then from the 11th to the 15th, they have the Islanders, and then they go to Florida for the two games. And they're down there for – I'm assuming they're going to go down after the, the Islander game. Yeah, I mean, they usually lose those games in Florida. Every year, dude. Every yeah. fucking year they go down there. When they do their Florida trip, they get destroyed. Yep, and and so they're kind of fucked because they have Washington on the 8th. They have a day off on the 9th. They go, they uh, play Florida at home, and then they go to play New York, the Islanders. So three games in four nights. 
Then they go down to Florida, and you know, if if you know the past is any kind of uh, uh, projection, they're gonna they're gonna lose those two games. Then they come home and they got the back to backs with Columbus. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get easy for for like three weeks, and then they have the Sharks and the Rangers at the end of the month. I mean, this Pittsburgh game on the thirty first, and then the Avalanche game on Huge. the first are massive games. Yeah, because if if they can get three out of four points in those games. They uh they ha- they have Detroit and then they have New Jersey during the week with a couple days off in between, and then you start that you start that rough stretch, man. This could be a make or break stretch, uh, in the middle of middle of February. And historically, February has been a pretty good month for the Flyers. So, if they can come out of February, psh, at least 10, 12 games over five hundred. Uh, I mean, maybe even more because they're already ten. That if they come out of February five hundred, I think I'll be disappointed a little bit, but. If they can come out of February, 13, 15 games over 500, they did pretty well. And I think they're, they set themselves up pretty good for the playoffs. I agree with you. They need three out of four points versus Pittsburgh and Colorado. If you're going to give up a point or two, give it up to Colorado. They're not in your conference. But every team except the Devils and Red Wings is a team battling for a playoff spot. Winnipeg out west, but they have something to play for. San Jose is a mess. That's at the end of the month. But these are all teams you're battling, and nothing makes sense anymore. They lose to the California teams and then beat the prime teams of the East. Nothing makes sense. I don't know what to expect when they go out to – it's at Detroit. I (laughs) I expect them to lose. I don't want them to. Detroit stinks. New Jersey stinks, and at least the New Jersey's a home game, and they they're a complete train wreck. But yeah, it's gonna be rough, man. At this month, and even you go into early March, it's Rangers, Capitals, Canes, Sabers, Bruins. Yeah, not bad. anyone that's fighting for a spot or that you're fighting for a spot. You cannot go down to Florida and go zero for four as points, zero for two in games. You can't, but it keeps happening. Nope. With the way this division race is, with the way uh, you know, there's like five teams fighting for two spots between the Atlantic and the uh, Metro. They can't lose. They can't have a losing streak. They really can't. They can't lose. If they do have a losing streak, it can't be more than two games. If they go on a three-game losing streak, <laughs> they can't lose ever again. They have to win all 32 of these games. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened? But uh, oh god, if the Flyers had Stanley Cups in January, they'd have like uh, 30 of them by now. But they always fall apart when march april rolls around don't even yeah. give me that 32 in a row shit hey it could happen look at the jackets a couple years ago they peaked way too soon they won 16 in a row which is what you need to win the cup and then didn't, i think that was your name yeah the first round blue jackets i hate the blue jackets man yeah like dan was saying on his last episode what a vanilla who gives a fuck team yep they're always one of those teams like they could have like Matthews and McDavid and Panarin, and I, I would be like, "Ooh, it's the Blue Jackets!" You know, who could possibly care? Who's afraid? I don't of the mind Blue their Jackets? fans. Their fans hate the Penguins as much as we do, I think, because they've faced them a lot in the playoffs over the last uh, few years. And... Their fans live in Ohio, so their opinions don't matter. That's well, Ohio is for lovers. Ohio is for <laughs> pig fuckers. Pig fuckers. I I got the Ohio. Sorry to our lovers. fans in Ohio. Pig. <laughs> You pig, pig fuckers. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Episode name, book it. Yeah, I don't think it'll go over too well. Pig fuckers. That's right, you can't lose more than two in a row. You just can't. 
No, it's a get death sentence. for an eight-game losing streak when they get back. Come on, man. This is not as uh, whatever. I don't want to hear excuses after that fucking Pittsburgh game coming up at the end of the month. Because Voracek was one of those interviews. Oh, you know, after Colorado, after the uh, Christmas vacation, you know, blah. It's like I'm fucking sick of hearing excuses. Every team had a Christmas break. That's an interesting one. Like, Flyers play down to bad teams. But they also play horrible after extended breaks. So if they have an extended break and they're going to play horrible, but they play Pittsburgh, who's a good team, and they play up to them, and they're coming off a break, what happens? They that's like play up to them earlier in the year at that's Pittsburgh. That's like calculus shit right there. They're going to shut Pittsburgh out. Rocket Stop. Science. Three nothing. Dude, Pittsburgh. That already happened, I, I, I doubt any of their fans listen to this, because why would they want to listen to us, Flyers fans? But, like, they get such home cooking since the Crosby era. It's unbelievable. Jim you likes talking to Penguins fans. I did have a guy on my show last night, and I should have asked him about that. I, I didn't think to ask him, you know, what's it like getting every single call you in, in every <laughs> single game? Uh-huh. Dude, I, that I Predators final was a joke. All those fucking reviews that went in Pittsburgh's favor during that final against Nashville, that was bullshit. I'm going to write this down so I can ask him again. What's it like being a fan since 2007? Yeah. Your team almost moved twice to Kansas City. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I can't. I can't breathe out of my nose. That drove me nuts. Since well, yeah. it's good then you fucking sniffle right in front of the mic, Jim. Thanks. I I backed up. Still hear it, just like when you fucking eat on air. I can still hear it. I never eat on air. Uh, <laughs> you spent twenty minutes before we were recording chomping pizza. Om nom 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 right in the mic. Yeah, off air. I ate three pieces in yeah, five minutes. Yeah, but I minutes. can still hear it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I've been craving pizza ever since I saw him shotgun in that slice. Oh, uh, it was it was good pizza, man. Nice and hot. And I ate like six mozzarella sticks, like while I was on my way up the steps. He's like, so, hey, yeah, we gotta hold off from the show because the mother pizza guy is running late. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I called up a half an hour ago. It usually takes him fifteen minutes. <sighs> And then, you know, when he comes, I usually talk to him for a couple of minutes. We listen to the same bands, you know, so we talk about music for a little bit. But I'm like, hey, buddy, I got to cut you short tonight. Give See him you. a fucking handy before he leaves, too. Yeah, the music no. at the Penguins game was awesome. Yeah, it really I was. Talk about it on Twitter. I mean, let's talk about it. This is a Flyers pot, right? Can I bring something up, Dan? The, uh, <laughs> the, the music was so good. I yeah, felt 18 again. Listen to the, the um, Newfound Glory and... Uh, the Menzingers and Rage Against the Machine and all those really good bands from like 99 to 05, 06. I'm like, this is awesome. I felt like I was at a fucking hockey game again and not fucking Z-Bar, you know, oh after God. hours. They either play crappy new metal or like you said, like EDM, like blasting or like, uh, or for some reason, like, you know, what's her name? Uh, that whore. Miley <laughs> Cyrus, whatever her name is. <laughs> What? What's, what's that whore's name? What's her name? <laughs> that whore! <laughs> yeah, she laughs all the way. Really back, limits the options say. there. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, that Jeez, music was phenomenal. I mean, I would have been having a blast. It's been the raunchiest yeah, show time. we've ever had. Now you got me thinking about Miley Cyrus. She's not one of the first 20 names that popped into my head when you said whore. I thought we were talking like Flyers Twitter. I was like, boy, where do we and, start? And you try, you try to enjoy, and it, you know, it didn't ruin my fun. But like, it's uh, it did. Stupid regular, yeah, yeah. I was pissed. You could tell. Like, <laughs> y- 
you can't have any i mean again it's it's social media you're never gonna like nine out of ten times you're not gonna have a civil conversation with someone from an opposing fan base no matter what sport. i can't have a civil conversation with my own fan base <laughs> you're right absolutely it's social media you really can't but like it's a regular season win we're happy we beat you and of course like they'll talk shit before the game too like hey, you guys suck and then we beat you in 1975 <laughs> like oh my god like we we know you have you have three cups in the crosby era can we have one regular season game like they're just a very insecure fan base again because they were born in 07 fight me the team almost moved to kansas city twice i chirped a nine-year-old the other night good because uh <laughs> should have pulled his shirt over his head and uppercut him his body wow. was actually doing that with him <laughs> after the game. They were hockey fighting, like two like nine year old kids. And we were rooting for Konechny to beat up. I think he was wearing a Crosby jersey, but I, I can't remember the exact play. But the Penguins like almost scored, so the kid like jumped up, you know. Mm. And I go, ha ha, that's what it feels like to be disappointed. And he t- he turned around. Who said that? And I started. I cracked up. You like a pussy? Do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be the first time Jim fought a child. <laughs> It's their their fans are the really some of the worst, and they've been so spoiled. Yeah, and yeah. we've had absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know who has uh, shitty fans? The Flyers. Yeah, our fan base is fucking stupid. That's the 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 Stepford Flyers fans. That's not a new term. That's JVR scores two goals and everyone comes out of their hole. He's oh back, Daniel. He's coming around for good this time. Yeah. Okay. Again. $7 million, and he can't do anything on his own. He has two players carrying his ass across the ice. If you put him on another line, watch him disappear. Watch Here's him disappear thing. with this line. He yeah. stinks, man. Here's my thing, it's, and this is my new um, new way of thinking, and I did it with Voracek. Can't wait to hear like, 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 okay, like he makes what he makes. He makes $8 million, whatever. Seven. Nothing, seven, nothing we could do about that now. But he's he's the he is what he is as a player. He's going to be streaky. He's going to look like an elite player for a week or two, and then he's going to go back. You're not going to find him for a couple games. Like couple that's months. Jake. Couple months. That's yeah, a couple Jake. Months this year, for God's sakes. Right. That's Jake Voracek. JVR. All he can do is score goals. Right. He can't do anything else. Doesn't use his body. Literally does nothing else. Not can't a make good passer. A, can't make his own space. Can't find his own space. Uh, can't create space, blah, blah, blah. I can't set anybody up. But you put him on a line with Travis Konechny and Claude Giroux, two guys, I mean, with Giroux's creativity, uh, TK's speed and offensive zone ability, Uh JVR can thrive with players like that and only with players like that. Now, is it worth $7 million? No. Fuck no. But he can produce with players like that and it's a shame that it took so long for it to happen because I, I i know drew wants to play left wing he doesn't want to play center um so they're gonna have to figure something out the, uh, we said during last offseason if you remember dan like they excuse me they need somebody for that can kind of stir these lines together like because they still don't have the guy yeah. and the only way they have that guy is when they put your back at center and he doesn't want to play center you know uh, but but for me, if, if JVR is on that line and he produces and he puts up a consistent, like a consistent 55, 60 points, and, and, and a consistent, what I mean by that is 
he goes two or three games without scoring a goal, not 20. You know what I mean? Uh, then I'd be happy with JVR. Uh, but for, for right now, you know, the stretches that he's going through, making $7 million, uh, I think the set people don't like him so much. I mean, obviously he's not scoring right now, but the $7 million doesn't help his case out at all. If he was making like $5 million, I think people would be like, all right, you know, if he scores... Good. Yeah, if he scores 30 goals, you're like, okay, that contract's kind of a bargain. But if he scores, you know, uh, 20, 25 goals making $7 million, you're like, this guy fucking sucks, you know? Uh, it's I, not about how many goals Voracek scores. And that's always been the thing. Like, people go, oh, but he's going to be a 30-goal scorer this season, Daniel. And you know what? He'll probably get close. 25. He has 10 right now. Is that it? Doesn't he have, like, 14? Voracek has 10 goals and 28 I'm talking assists. JVR. JVR has 14, 14. goals, 15 yeah. assists. People are like, oh, he's going to hit 20 goals, 25 goals. And I'm like, you know, he very well might. But it's about it, the music between the notes is what we say in the biz. You know, it, 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 the games that he's not scoring. You know, last year he had 27 goals. But he had two hat tricks in the last month of the season. That's six goals in two games. You know, once they were essentially out of the playoffs. It just and we see the same thing this year. How many games like JVR? What fourteen goals? I believe he's got what two, three multiple point goal games already. Like when you go goalless for a month and a half and then score six goals in two games, like that doesn't impress me. Your numbers are going to look good, but it, more often than not, you don't mean a goddamn thing to the team, and that's what JVR does. So when people go, he's got fourteen goals, Daniel, like. He has 14 goals in 10 games. We're 50 games in now. You know, that's oh. not an excuse anymore. And I, I don't know. It's just one of those players that his numbers are probably always – and it's the same thing with Voracek. You know, his play, uh, his numbers are always probably going to look good, but it, it's about being a contributor away from it. And that's why I like Kevin Hayes so much is because even when he's not scoring goals, he means something to the team. And Couturier falls into that boat as well. No matter what they do, they mean something. Giroud fits in there. You know, whereas when GVR is not scoring goals, he's goddamn useless. How many fucking games have we watched this year where we go, did JVR even play? Was he out there? He looked invisible. Like, people go, well, he's good defensively. Well, that's fucking no, great. He's not. But he's fine. Like, he's fine defensively. It's not like he excels. It's not like he's a, a, a Kevin Hayes, a Katuria, a Lindblom, for that matter. He's just yeah, a dude out, out there. The just because he's not fucking anything up doesn't mean he's good defensively. You know, when, when, plus, if that's your fucking $7 million winger, he better be good defensively. <laughs> you know, you need a complete player, and he's just not. Sure, he's going to rack up some cheap bullshit goals here and there, but as an overall player, his overall value to the team is fucking nothing at this point. Of those 50 games, because <sighs> I don't want to stop shit, let's keep shitting on him, I hate his guts. Um, <laughs> of those 50 games, he's been, like, irrelevant and invisible for 40 of them. And yeah, I and to to keep shitting on him, you know what? I really don't, I I know it sounds easy to say this now. I was not a big fan of him his first go around for the same fucking reason. He doesn't use his size, and very streaky. The Flyers moved on from him, like they chose to move on from him for the same fucking reasons you're seeing now. And I wasn't sad to see him go. Uh, was Luke Shen a good return? Uh, no, it's one of the many reasons I didn't like Holmgren that much near the end because Luke Shen was great. Do not do he... fucking. Oh, stop it! No, he wasn't. You damn well know it. Um... Daniel loves Luke Shen. <laughs> what? He loves him. Uh, okay, well, uh, 
Hey, why do you, wait, wait. Why do you like Luke Shen? Because he's one of the greatest defensemen of all time. The best draft value. He was one of the best-looking since... traffic cones out there ever, okay? Wow. <laughs> Look. You say one bad word about Mike Rathji, we're done. <laughs> oh, Mike, were you even born yet for Mike Rathji? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, they should have got a better return for JVR when they moved them. And now you bring no him back at, at an inflated rate. And that same argument you said, which I agree with, like you put him with the two best offensive players on the team, he better fucking score. But like he did the same thing in Toronto, which is why they overpaid the shit out of him because Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Kapanen, Kadri, they're all pulling offensively, and there he is with his dumb ass just tapping a few in every game because he's not dangling you. He's not knocking your ass off the puck in the corner. He's not doing fucking anything. It, and uh, it smells like, like Alex Burroughs looked awesome because you put him with the Sedins. You know what I mean? It's You can make the case for any – a guy named Jonathan Chichu once scored 50 goals because he played with Joe Thornton for a year. 56 goals, I think it was. 56! <laughs> My it, 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 my point is kind of what we're all saying is fucking Hextall. Like, you you wanted to fucking hold us back and hold us back and wait, 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 wait. And then you overpay for a guy approaching his 30s. And they are, they are already suffering and paying for this contract. I'm kind suffering like, anyway. I apologize, but. <laughs> Jim is on Grinder over there or something. He's going to town. He's not paying attention whatsoever. No, I am. What did he just say, Jim? He's talking about JVR and in contracts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do my best listening when I'm when I'm doing something else because I'm soaking it all in. You, you just have to find a way to get rid of him. Actually, you know what? I get mad when he scores because the JVR schmucks come out. Freaks, yeah. I told you so. My analytics said he was going to score soon. You see, my uh, analytics have proven me right. There he is. <laughs> my heat maps have proven me right. Where was he the first, uh, the last uh, 15 games when he did g- fucking dick out there, you know? If I, if I did my quick maths correctly, um, he's not getting paid $7 million to have a points per game average of .58. Take that. There's some quick maths, you analytic nerds. He <laughs> JVR he, makes what, $7 million? $7 million. Divided by 14. He That's... Uh, half a million dollars per goal he scored this year. God. What a gig. That like sounds maths. really good when you put I, it that I, way. Yeah! Nice. You know what? I hope he finishes with 25 goals because now his value will be up. Wait, what's he at right now? You said 14? 14, 14 goals, 15 assists, 0.58 points per game. JVR scores 30 goals this year. Book it. Get the fuck out of here. I'll buy you a pizza. That you Heard can it. Shop. He'll probably hit like 25. Heard it He'll, here first. Good. Hit 25 goals. Maybe. Get that value up. Get them out of here. I know, like, literally least... every platform of yours, there's at least a 10-minute segment on hating JVR. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking That's... deserved. It's my gimmick right now. He'll score, like, six goals in the next two games, so he'll only have to score 10 more in the next 29. 20, 28. I don't know if he goes quiet for a month like he has been. He's running out yeah. of time to find little hot streaks. Fire from here on out. Here's a question. Now, Hextall got fired last year because many of his free agent signings made zero fucking sense, like Dale Weiss, Boyd Gordon, Christian Folan, JVR. You paid 
how much money for a guy leaving his prime to a long contract and you had that moron of a coach, Dave Hackstall, <laughs> and your nepotism with your son playing on the Phantoms. <laughs> Do you think that might have been like one of the last few nails in the coffin was the JVR contract, or am I just... I don't think so, actually. On a huge rant now and just want to hate on everybody. I think you're just a conspiracy theorist at this point. Now you're just angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was the lack of action last summer. Well, I guess two summers ago now. I think the fact that they didn't address the goaltending, they went in with fucking uh, Brian Elliott and Michael Neuverth. That hurt. Yeah. I think the fact that they didn't add anybody legitimate to address a need in the summer hurt. You know, not a third-line center, not a, a center at all, for that matter. You got fucking... JVR, who only knows how to play left wing, you know, and can't do a goddamn thing. I don't think it had anything. I don't think it was directly JVR. I think, I think, quite frankly, if they had a JVR and then they brought in a goaltender that could have held his own and prevented that whole disaster from happening, Hextall would probably still be here. Like, if they did not tailspin as bad as they did, like, I don't think he would have ever gotten fired. If he made a couple additions in the right places in the offseason, he'd probably still be here. But... I don't think it was directly JVR's fault, as much as I hate the guy. Was that true that he refused to fire Hackstall? Yes. So, uh, I have some I mean, information that on that, actually. clearly gave up on Hackstall. Oh, Insider Jim is coming back. Let's go yeah, ahead. no, for real. This is legit stuff, so... If... Pay attention, boys and girls. No, you guys know how the, uh, you know, Dave Isaac and I think it was Steph, Steph Driver, Driver yeah. they came out with that article about Quenville... Yep. Coaching the Flyers, right? Well, there was no announcement whatsoever yeah. about anything happened to Dave Hackstall, yeah. right? So once all that came out, it became too big to put away. Like once yeah, Hackstall there, got off, they could not have worked themselves out of that one. So they had to do it. I, they, I believe they, uh, Chuck Fletcher's exact quote was like, "We didn't have a choice. Like I was not prepared to fire him today." Or something like that. It was well, something like that because he wasn't expecting to. But when you put out Hackstall, three days, when the fucking media off. three days beforehand goes, oh, you know, your dumbass coach is fired, and we're going to hire one of the greatest of all time in his place, and it didn't happen. There's no damage control there. You know, you're fucked. And I think that's exactly yeah. what happened. He came in. He's like, I, you know, I do. I wasn't planning on firing Hextall today. They were probably going to evaluate him for at least the rest of the season. But at that point, they didn't have a choice because that fan base would have lost their shit if they did not fire. He Dave Axtell when they did. Absolutely 100% right. And he could possibly still be the coach if that did not happen. So in a way, it turned out to be a good thing. But, you know, maybe they would have wrote him out for the rest of the year or whatever. But they, probably they had no intention. No. No intention on letting Dave Haxtell go at oh. that point last year. It just became too big. He got off the plane and, and he's reading that Quenville's new head coach of the Flyers. is like, what the fuck? Could you imagine? But, you know, ended up working out for the best uh, – you know, they had to scramble and get Scott Gordon up with the Flyers. None of that was planned. It was not planned. I thought nope. Gordon did an alright job. And Boy, people are cutting his stole. fucking head with the Phantoms. They are mad at him this year. Which, Dude, I don't what? I mean, I mean yeah, the team has been the team fucking, got called up. Yeah, it, it's... The fa they've actually been a little better lately, but there was that time uh, around Christmas where, holy shit, they were painful to watch play, but that's because everybody was either injured, I believe Rubisov and Ratcliffe were out, and Albe Kubel and Frost, and all these people were still up at the, the with the Flyers, and I mean, it was it was bad, and fucking of course G.F. Ruby's <laughs> in net, and that guy can't stop a goddamn beach ball. Is he really that bad? 
He's he is probably one of the worst goaltenders I've ever seen in terms <laughs> of position. Like he, he, oh god, he's bad. I hate him. Like I hate Alex Lyon, but I hate J.F. Ruby so much more. I have no idea how the guy is not in your local beer league versus the AHL. Didn't they call somebody up for a little bit while Lyon? Who'd they call up? Was it? It was Olstrom, wasn't it? Or was it Sandstrom? When? What? Who the Phantoms? They called yeah, Sandstrom what? up to uh, back up Ruby, but I don't think he played the game. Okay, and then he went back to I guess the the Royals. Yes. That's interesting. I so. I don't know if I ever... That's always cool when you think about the goalies they got stacked in the pipeline. Sandstrom has been a goddamn mess this year. He has been getting better lately, but he started out slow. Ustmenko started out slow, but he's been getting better. So both Lyon and Bruby are only on, well, they're on expiring contracts. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who happens there. I wonder if they bring uh, Samuel Urson over. Maybe he stays in the ECHL and Ustmenko and Sandstrom form a tandem with the Phantoms. But it's crazy, man. Elliot's up at the end of the year as well. I assume he. Good riddance. Yeah, doesn't come back. I don't know what they're going to do. Because the goal, t- I mean, the goaltending market is not great. Um, I was actually writing a little bit of uh, a piece on this uh, today for a future article, but the goaltending market, as I pull it up here, is it's kind of just like last year. There were two big names, and the rest of them were just complete and utter shit. And it's looking like that again this year. If this page would just load as I try and ramble on and fill time, it is Braden oh. Holtby is up top. Uh, far and away. I don't think they're going after him because he's going to fucking make bank. And he's 31. Uh, Crawford is there, but his days are numbered. He's been dealing with all kinds of concussion-related symptoms. I assume they move on from him. Lanier is also up in Chicago, but I would assume they re-sign him for their number one role. You got Howard, Anderson, Markstrom, Grice, Talbot, uh, Halak, Kudobin, uh, Condon, uh, Brian Elliott, Mike Smith, uh, Aaron Dell, Kincaid. You know, there are just not a lot of big names there, but there are a lot of decent backup options. You know, I could see them pursuing somebody like, you know, Yara Halak or uh, maybe even Markstrom if they if Vancouver decides to go with uh, DiPietro and, and uh Demko. So there are some options there, but in terms of like home runs that are legitimate good backups, I don't really know. So I don't know. Be interesting just, to see how they handle that. I just hope Fletcher doesn't put the Flyers back in salary cap, cap hell like he did with the Wild. Yeah, I think Hextall has them tangled enough with JVR than they do anything. I mean, at this point, it's pretty much the the old Giroux Voracek JVR that are eating up far too much cap i mean he hasn't done i mean he did a good job with the connecty contract and the pro Rob contract so i'm not i'm not i'm not overly concerned with fletcher at this point i i trust him enough right now that i i don't think he's gonna fuck anything up too tremendously yet but yeah he's gonna it's gonna be tight to navigate there's not a whole lot of money coming off the books and luckily i mean myers has not been great so i don't think they're gonna he's gonna get too much he'll probably get a bridge deal uh lindblom and patrick obviously are probably both going to be re-signed to an extent, but neither one of them are going to make any kind of serious money, which in a way is a a, a good, at least for the cap. Albie Kubel is up. Uh, I'd assume he re-signs for another year or two as, as a bottom six guy. Uh, I don't know. Pitlick is up. I don't know if they bring him back. Justin Braun is up. I would. I think they're probably going to bring him back. Uh, unless they find a, a – unless they go after somebody like Sammy Vatnin or something in free agency, I would assume Braun comes back. Uh, Robert Haig is up as well. I would assume they let him walk, even though he's a restricted free agent. I, I can't imagine them bringing him back at this point. But I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting thing for them to to navigate around the year. They have a lot of 
uh, interesting names coming up and a lot of holes to sign and trades to make. And it's not going to be an easy run for uh, for for Fletcher here to get around. And I'm fucking moving somebody like JVR and Voracek and their massive contracts. Like, that should be priority number one just to make room for anybody else. So, I don't know. I like Sammy Vatman. I do as well. I hope they get rid of Ghost and or JVR. You have to. You just have to. Let me ask you guys something because I saw, you know, I think it was TSN that came out with their top 20 uh, most tradable player list or whatever. Did you guys see that? Uh-uh. No, so I don't Ghost, that actually. Ghost is number seven on that list. And How is that even possible? At least in the top 10, he's the only guy with term on his contract. So I'm assuming that that I'm assuming that has something to do with it. Maybe it makes him, you know, more tradable. I'm not sure. Because uh, for whatever he's making, 4 or 4.5, it's not not really that much to bring on. It's it's pretty uh it's pretty doable. What do you, what would you guys think about trading for a Jason Zucker from Minnesota? I heard he's I like uh, him. I heard the Penguins are hot on his heels. Yeah, they are. That was the latest rumor I heard, and I was like, of course they are. Yep. How the fuck can they fit him into their cap? I've What's been asking that same question for... Gensel's going to go on long-term IR. He's making like five or six million. Let's pull up their cap. Of course. Yep, that's why. Pittsburgh, they... How old's Jason Zucker? I think he's 27, 28-ish. I think. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are 1.9 in cap space right now. And Gensel's already on... Oh, he's on IR. He's not on a long-term IR yet, but... He's going to be out for a little bit. Dumoulin's out at 4.1. Boogstad's out at 4.1. So they do have some uh, previous uh, players. They're looking, they were looking to trade uh, Bugstad too. So I'm not, I'm not sure how, if you could... You can't trade injured players, I don't think, right? No. Yeah. Uh, Jason Zucker was drafted by Philadelphia Flyers draft pick, if you're curious. Yep. I can't remember the trade or whatever, but yeah, that's true. They wrote an article about that too. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's a guy. I, yeah. He would play really, really well on this team. But uh, as much as I want him, and I, I think he would look good for the Flyers, he's not necessarily the greatest need right now. I think they need to acquire a legit third line center. Um, so that and and then I would let Couturier and Hayes. I would let those or. Here's here's another scenario before I do that because I kind of like Giroux at center and you guys tell me what you think. Like Couturier and Hayes, Hayes was brought in with the big contract. Let him let him play twenty some minutes a night. Let Sean Couturier be the number one line center. Let him play twenty minutes a night. Let Claude Giroux play fifteen sixteen minutes a night and put him on put him on the power play. You know what I mean? Why why is Claude Giroux got to play twenty plus minutes a night? He's not he's not producing. Put put the younger guys out there. Let let Hayes and Coots lock down the other team's top two lines, and let Giroux go out there and play against the, the third line. That's you not know, a good idea. yeah, that that's what he is now. I mean, and then find a way to get him out there with uh, Konechny and J because JVR is a, a fucking third line guy too. So I mean, uh, TK, you might have to double shift sometimes to get him out there on a on a top line, but get him out there with the um, Giroux and, and JVR, and let let uh, Coots and Hayes. Uh, pull the carriage, man. They're the horses. Uh, the other scenario would be if they don't do that, they would go. They'd have to go out and trade for a legit third line center, and then move Giroux back to the left wing. 
You know, and I, I you, that makes are, are you ready to be mad? Yeah. You want to know who the Flyers got for Jason Zucker? Yeah, something He was terrible. part of a uh, swapping of picks and prospects at the time. Patrick Harsley was traded for Andrew Alberts. Huh. So uh, they got Andrew uh, Alberts uh, for the pick that uh, traded Jason uh, Zucker. My God. <laughs> Classic Flyers trade right wow. there. There's a bunch of prospects. They, One of them played with the ECHL, and then the other one was traded for Andrew Alberts. Fuck. Fuck me <laughs> in the ass. Holy shit. I knew it was wacky. I'm glad I read this stuff. Scott Hannon could have been a Flyer. What? He's like a he's like a Justin Braun. I love Scott Hannon back in the day. I didn't like him. I didn't like his last name. Danny Briere was drafted with a Flyers pick. I think I did know that. It was uh let's see here. I gotta read all my article here to see what happened. Oh, it was a part of a deal that brought Pat Falloon to Philly. <laughs> oh, like Pat Falloon. <laughs> <laughs> then the Saber the San Jose traded that pick to um, wow, they held it. The Sabres held that pick too. They traded it to the Sabres. The Sabres then traded it to Winnipeg, and then Winnipeg relocated to Arizona and drafted Danny Briere. Huh. Uh, I, I wrote this and I'm baffled. Andre Pavlik Danny Briere could have been, been a jet. Andre Pavlik. I don't even remember who that is. The Winnipeg Jets goaltender. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Dubinsky, Kyle Calder, who ended up being a Flyer anyway. Kyle Calder. Oh, yeah, that dog shit year. Yep. That's when they had uh, Richards and Carter were in their, their rookie seasons and all that. Uh, no, that was their rookie season was 05, 06. Uh, 06, 07 was the poop year when they finished yeah. dead last oh, and still didn't get the first pick in the draft. Brandon Dubinsky, Tim Gleason, John Carlson, but we all knew that. Yeah, Tim Gleason. We're going way back now. When you think of Tim Gleason, who do you think of? What team? Carolina. Yeah, me too. Didn't he play for the Didn't he play well, for the Bruins too? Buffalo. I think so. The Flyers originally gave up the pick as compensation to Tampa for Group Two free agent Chris Gratton. God damn it! The Flyers later. Oh, then they got it back in the Carl Dykus trade. The Flyers later Carl traded. Dykehouse, <laughs> the Flyers later traded the 23rd pick to move up in the draft, where they selected Jeff Wojtka. Oh my God! Uh... <laughs> I remember that fucker. <laughs> what is this? Jeff Wojtka. Uh, I have to rewrite this article again. This, this Just remember, people get paid millions of dollars to make those ridiculously bad decisions. That's a shame. Mm, let's see here. Who did the Flyers trade Brandon Dubinsky for? Tony Amonti. Wow. Alright, that wasn't too bad of a trade, I guess. Love Tony Amani. That got um, salary cap and a tenure. Uh, the Flyers traded Rick Kozak in the second round pick, which would give Andre Pavlik to the Rangers for defenseman Vladimir Malakov. I loved him. <laughs> yeah. Twenty three games as a flyer before signing as a free agent in New Jersey. Anybody named Vladimir is just a man. Like Putin. Yeah. Okay. Putin is the man. No comment. 
That's the name mm-hmm. of the episode. All right, let's wrap it up. I'm going. Oh, shit, we're an hour and a half in. How did that happen? <laughs> All right, everybody. Right. Uh, at the Flyer fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod, at Angry Negative. Be sure to subscribe to the Angry Negative show on your favorite platform if you have not yet. Do not miss an episode. Uh, uh, iTunes is the Angry Negative show. You can search it. All the links are on the Twitter page. Uh, be sure to check all that out. Uh, Jim. Jim. Angry Jim HW. Woo! Nick. At Forza Inter 215. All right, everybody. That'll take care of it. Um, Flyers going undefeated these last 32 games. <laughs> probably won't. JVR 30 goals. Be 30 goal season. Next week. I'll probably take the week off because there's not a game until Friday. So. Uh, the best of the Angry Negative Show Season 2 Part 1 will be out sometime next week. Have it all edited up an hour long. That's going to be good. Some good stuff, so be sure to check that out. It'll probably up on either Monday or Tuesday. I haven't decided yet. But uh, be sure to check that out. One more episode of BBW on Tuesday, I think. Unless I die of this stomach flu. But, you know, we can only hope, right? So we'll, uh, I'll be back at some point. Uh, you know, I always get... I just get a little. Oh, you know what? Before we before we go, you know what yesterday was, Jim. One year. The one year anniversary of the very first episode of Brotherly Pod, and Happy the first guest on Brotherly Pod was Angry Jim. And How about that? If I remember correctly, it was a fucking disaster. We burned <laughs> through all the topics in about fifteen minutes. And I, I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucked. And we went, I was editing it the following day. I'm like, wait a second. He's Angry Jim. I'm Negative Dan. The Angry and Negative Show. <laughs> and the very first Angry and Negative Show was taped the following week. Uh, Thursday, well, I guess it wasn't a Thursday, but the uh, January 30th was the first Angry and Negative Show. So one week from today. Well, happy, so, uh, happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Thanks for getting me a cake. I'll make you a goddamn cake if that's what you want. All right. I was I was going to actually mail you out some angry and negative condoms as your present. Hmm. Gritty condoms. <laughs> Fuck. All right, everybody. That's enough of that shit. Or a penis sock. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, until next time, everybody, goodbye and good night. <laughs>